That sounds like my three-year-old. <laughs> yes, that's kind of my five-year-old in a nutshell, too. <laughs> Welcome to Balancing the Hats. I'm Karina Dornell, and this is the place we come to talk to men and women from all across the globe about their successes, their failures, and of course, the things that they wish they knew. Now, today we're going to be having Barb Hildenbrand. She is a certified speaker, teacher, coach, and Maxwell certified behavior analysis trainer. And she is also an author and is working on yet another book. She has numerous successful workshops and loves to teach. She's a volunteer with the CASA, a court-appointed special advocate program for foster children in Southern Arizona. And her motto is empowering others to reinvent themselves to achieve their best life. Now, the reason I have Barb here with us today is she's going to be talking with us about identifying and connecting with your child's gift. And I think as a mom myself, that this is such a critical and important topic for us to be able to identify. So Barb, thanks for joining us here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Okay, great. So can you tell me exactly what is child giftedness? Well, basically, a child's giftedness is kind of to wrap it up in a nutshell, is their strengths based on their personality. You know, everybody has a personality and everybody has strengths that they have within that personality. And then, of course, we all have our weaknesses as well. But this program that we have talks to the strengths of the child to actually empower them and to help you empower them to become the better person that they can be. Okay. So what would have actually led you to start this program? Because what I forgot to mention is that your consultancy is called Stepping Stones Consulting. Correct. And can you tell us a little bit about more about that first before I continue? Sure. Stepping Stones Consulting, of course, is kind of based on my motto, you know, empowering others to reinvent themselves to achieve their best life. And what I do is I do workshops and seminars, keynote speeches, that type of thing. And I teach the John Maxwell material, which many people are familiar with him, but he's the number one leadership guru in the world, oh, seven or eight times voted worldwide. And so I have his material that I can teach as well as my own. I have a program that is my signature program called Soul Spa, which right now is just for ladies, but I'm okay. working on a men's program and I will find a man to to run that program for me. Um, more specifically, hopefully my son. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked with him a little bit about it, but that one's kind of going through the past hurts that people have. And, you know, we all have a past yeah. and many of us have a past that's not very pretty yeah. and has done some damage to our hearts. And so this program just kind of takes your heart through a healing process 
So that's my signature program. And then I also, the part of the John Maxwell program that I am very excited about is the Maxwell method of DISC. So what we've done is taken the the DISC pro program, you know, the DISC profile, personality profile, and married that with the John Maxwell material to come up with a fabulous program. And out of that has been birthed this, we actually call it family stressed to family best program, which was actually quite timely given that many of us are stuck inside with our families for (laughs) extended periods of time right now. So some of our children's giftedness may be getting a little on our nerves. (laughs) (laughs) It is true. It is true. I have a a toddler and a baby, so I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) And you, you have, um, you currently have 15 grandchildren and one great grandchild, you know? Um, Right. So, and, and you're also a foster, a foster mom as well. Yes. Well, currently we're not fostering because we adopted the one that we were fostering. Okay. But so now I have a five-year-old in the house. (laughs) (laughs) So with COVID and everything, it, it, I mean, it's been fun. I don't get me wrong. I've enjoyed spending that extra time with the little ones, but then, you know, when you're accustomed to a routine of leaving home, going to work, dropping the children off to daycare or to school and, then going to work yourself and what's not. And then everything is shut down. And the only place you have is your, the four walls of your house with everybody in it at the same time. It could be a bit much. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. And one thing that we don't think about sometimes is, you know, our children are also used to that routine. And so when that routine is broken, not only does it stress us out, but it stresses our children out. Because they're not used to staying home with mom or dad all day long. And, you know, this isn't normal for them. And children, very often, they need those boundaries and they need to know that things are running smoothly. They push the boundaries, but they need to know that they're there for their own, just so that they feel safe. Yeah. And their sense of stability as well. So you mentioned this DISC method. Can you give me a a bit more explanation about what exactly is this DISC method and how exactly can we apply it to to our children? Well, the DISC method is there's an assessment that one takes and you come up with a personality blend, which is so fun sharing with people how they you know, what their personality blend and actually pointing out their strengths, which sometimes people think are weaknesses. So that's a lot of fun. But there are four basic personality blends. We have, and they're, the acronym DISC is part of that. That's where we, you know, we get the the name of it, basically. And Mm -hmm. so we have um, our Ds, which are our driven people. They are the ones that are, you know, the real go-getters and the real typically straightforward. Sometimes people might see them as rude or aggressive, Mm -hmm. but that's their personality. They're, they're go-getters. They make decisions quickly and move on. 
Then you have your eyes who are your inspiring folks who are just real outgoing. They like to be cheerleaders for other people. They, they want everybody to be happy all the time and they, Oh, look, there's a squirrel, you know, (laughs) (laughs) they do not concentrate on one thing for very long periods of time, unless someone is there to kind of anchor them and get them to stay on task. Your D's and your I's are very people oriented personalities. Okay. And then you have your S's, which are your steady folks. And they're the ones who really don't like change. So children who actually are, are S prominent, they're the ones that may have a hard time right now. And especially when, when, when the COVID thing is over and they get to start going back to school or go back to daycare, or they may struggle a little bit, so they may need a little support. But we can talk about that in just a little bit. So okay. those are your steady folks. They, they don't like change. They, they want it to happen slowly. And then you have your, your C's, your compliant or correct people. Those are people that do things by the book. They want to know what, why, when, how. <laughs> they want to know that every I is dotted, every T is crossed. And so your S's and your C's are your task-oriented people. They're more interested in tasks than people. Okay. So they would be your more introverted folks. Okay. Whereas your D's and your I's are out there in everybody's face. <laughs> Just... <laughs> fair enough, so, fair enough. Yeah. So those are the basics of DISC. <laughs> okay. Okay. So then, because you would have mentioned like the, the S's would be the ones that more routine oriented and that like that routine, like to have things steady and stable mm-hmm. and, and that they might have a bit of difficulty. So how, how would we... How would we identify um, which one of these categories our children fall into? And then how would we be able to to deal with our children depending on their category? Okay, so to recognize your D children, those are the ones that they just appear to be a born leader. Kids just automatically follow them. They're they're dynamic. They're decisive. They make decisions quickly. They have goals. They seek practical solutions. And typically, like I said, kids are going to follow them kind of automatically. Okay. And so those would be your D children. Mm-hmm. And they kind of excel in emergencies. So this situation won't have as big an effect on them because they're, they're a born leader. They, they'll come up with their own, their own ways to handle it basically. So your eyes, you're, they're outgoing. They like to volunteer to help. They make friends easily. They have a tendency to be emotional and high energy. They are typically creative and talkative. That sounds like my (laughs) three-year-old. Yes. That's kind of my five-year-old in a nutshell too. (laughs) (laughs) but he's so fun I love being around him (laughs) now your S's your S children they're your easygoing well-balanced they're kind of quiet but typically have a really good sense of humor they're agreeable they listen well 
and they care about others and you how others like my three-year-old there again except for the listening well <laughs> <laughs> well at three years old they have very selective hearing anyway <laughs> yeah sometimes she i'm like are your ears working and she's like no no they're not working and i'm like really <laughs> Well, and so there's your wit. sounded like her there. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's going to be a fun child. <laughs> All right. And then your C's, those are your analytical children. They're typically neat and organized. They okay. are also creative and conscientious. They seek perfection. And they're uh -huh. detail-oriented. Typically, they're deep thinkers. And they just kind of easily find the errors or mistakes in things. Oh, okay. So these are the children that, you know, these are the four basic personalities. Everybody's a blend of the four to some extent. Okay. <clears throat> but we all have a dominant one or two personality that, that really stick out and drive us. So, um, if you wanted to understand when, you're, when your child is under stress and they may need some, some help, your, your D children, they're going to get real impatient and loud. They'll seek attention, typically negative attention, because that's usually what works, especially when we're stressed as well. And they'll have big emotional displays. So when you say negative attention, what, what do you mean exactly in terms of just getting in, getting themselves in trouble instead of, you know, look, mommy, look what I did. Isn't this great? They'll do something to get in trouble. Oh, okay. you know, they'll do something that they know they're not supposed to do, but they know that it's going to get attention. Oh, I see. I see. So of course, you know, depending on the age, you know, a, a three-year-old may purposely spill their milk. Right. Because they know that that's going to get your attention because, well, you're going to have to clean it up for one. Yeah. <clears throat> but they know that that's going to get your attention. Okay. Or something like tearing up paper or something. Right. Right. Something that they know that you're going to go, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing that? And then you'll right. know, oh, it's because you want attention. That's right. <laughs> Then, then how would you deal with that? Because it's funny. Because now I'm, I'm almost wondering if my three-year-old is is falling into three different categories. You know what? Yeah. You know what? I did that wrong. <clears throat> that those were your eyes. Your oh, eyes. Okay. Okay. Those are the ones that are going to do make your. I'm sorry. Yes, they're the ones that are going to get your attention. I was thinking, man, something. that sounds like my son. My son, I am convinced, is an IS. Okay. Which that is like funny because. That my adopted son, because that's what I am, which is funny. Okay. <clears throat> so no, I'm sorry. Your D stress signals. The you, when your D's are under stress, they become angry and demanding and controlling. Oh, remember okay. your D's. They're your born leaders. They want to be in control. So if they're feeling like they're not in control, mm -hmm. they are going to become rebellious and angry. And okay. they're going to try to take back that control because that's mm -hmm. their sweet spot. That's where they want to be. That's their comfort zone. Right, right. So your eyes are the ones that are going to be, you know, throw your temper tantrums and seek the attention by spilling the milk or ripping the paper or 
Okay. So, and then your S's, they, they'll become submissive or stubborn, okay. uh, depending on how insecure they're feeling. They, they may start to want to cuddle more. They may want more personal, stronger personal relationship. And they'll go out of their way to keep the peace, sometimes to their own detriment. They'll do something just to make everybody else happy because they, they don't want the boat to rock. They, right. they want things to stay steady and safe for them, mm. whether it's emotionally or physically. Okay. Well, I know like with my three-year-old sometimes, sometimes she would just wake up the morning and she's like, mommy, I want cuddle time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, I'm trying to get out the door and right. I have to stop what I'm doing because it, 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 she would just be constantly, mommy, I want cuddle time. Mommy, just, can you just stop? I want cuddle time, you know? And, and then I would have to literally just stop what I'm doing and just give her the biggest hug I can, or mm-hmm. just sit on the couch or lay down on the bed next to her. And then that helps to, to settle her, um, a bit. And then after I'm like, okay, well, I have to leave home now or something. Mm-hmm. And then she's fine, but I must do the cuddle time first before she would settle. Right, right. And when you cuddle with her, do you sit there and tell her, I like that you like to hug mommy? Yeah. So sometimes yeah, we end up yeah. in little conversations about certain things or I would right. be telling her, oh, I remember when you put back all your toys. I was so proud of you when you did that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we will have little mini discussions about things. And then like the other day she was like, mommy, I only had one moment today where you told me to put back something and I didn't put it back. But then I did. And you said you were proud of me. And I was like, yeah. She's like, I like that. I like when you're proud of me, you know? Um, <laughs> so, you know, we, we would have those little talks or she will tell me certain things and she likes me being her mommy. And when she gets fun baths and, you know, so mm-hmm. we would have those little mini discussions. And I find that that helps to, to steady her. Cause she seems to be one of those, she seems to be an IS child where she mm-hmm. loves her routine. So when the whole COVID-19 happened and schools were closed down and everything was closed down, you know, for her, it was like, okay, what's going on? Why am I not going to school? Why am I not seeing my friends? You mm-hmm. know, and, and, and there were a lot of questions why, why we can't go outside and why granny can't come at the house anymore. And there were just a lot of questions and she seemed very unsettled and 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 wanted a lot more cuddling and stuff like that but then there were also those moments where uh because we were working from home you know both my husband and I were working from home and that required us spending some time on a computer while still trying to manage the children and then there were times (laughs) when she would just go and tear up tear up something and it's like that was an important paper why did you do that right you know? and I'm like oh my gosh you know and she'll just be there like I don't know and I'm like how do you mean you don't know you know and then it's like okay you need to go on a timeout or so you know so I was just trying to figure out then based on this how would be the best place to to make sure that you know we're guiding her in the right in the right way and that we are attending to her needs um, as best as possible. Right. Right. Well, there are certain things for each personality type. There are certain things that 
you can do, of course, to help them. So for your D children, their motivator is they want to be in charge of something. So if yeah. you have a G, a D child, you're going to want to give them something to do. Okay. Make them in charge of, even if it's in charge of putting their toys away or putting their clothes away that are folded up on the counter, you know, whatever it is that, that you can give them that to be in charge of. And then they want to, of course, be praised because they've done it. <laughs> right, right, right. So your I children, they want to socialize and talk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they want to be with people and they want to converse. So giving them the opportunity like you do you know, when she wants cuddle time is, you know, do the cuddles, do the, the talking and let, let them talk. And yeah. whether it's tell a story or whatever, but they, they would like an opportunity to socialize and talk. Well, I was now about to mention the story, the storytelling, because now I have heard the story of Goldilocks and the three bears <laughs> probably about a hundred times, because sometimes it, it starts where I'm just sitting on the couch. There's just that quiet moment in the house. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she comes and she's like, mommy, I want to tell you something. And I'm like, it's the story of the three little bears, maybe? She's like, once upon a time. And she just goes on and I'm there like, okay. You know, because sometimes it's like, I really I really didn't want to hear this story right now. But, I, you know, you don't want to say that. And I'm there sitting and I'm like, hmm. Every time she tells me she wants to tell me something now, I'm always suspicious that it's going to be the three little bears. But right. each time she does, she adds a little bit more to the story. She adds mm -hmm. a little extra. So apparently the, the last couple of times, baby bear was helping mummy bear at the stove to get the porridge ready. And baby bear had an accident because baby bear should not have been near the stove. And I'm like, okay, interesting. Oh, wow. Look at that creativity <laughs> coming out. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay. And then this morning she realized that I was, I was going to be, to be doing a recording. So I said, well, I, I'm going to start to get ready to go and do my recording. So then she goes, okay, well, I'll stop there for now. I'll stop there for now. And when you're finished, we'll come back and we'll sit down and I'll tell you the rest of the story because you want to hear the part about when Daddy Bear was very upset. I'm like, okay, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> no problem. How cute. So, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting to know now that, that she seems to be fitting in that, mm -hmm. that I and S. And, and it's based on what you're saying so far, it sounds like if the I might be the more dominant because she does love to socialize. Mm -hmm. and. I, she found it extremely difficult when she couldn't go by granny's house or uncle's house you know and she couldn't see her friends it became a very a very difficult time for her coping with with not being able to be social because she's a hugger you know right. um she might even want to hug random strangers and i'm there like no please don't <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah know? like um we don't hug strangers we you know <laughs> let's not do that <laughs> Let's not hug friends we haven't met yet. Yeah, you know, 
she's she's very 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 sociable so i i can definitely see that the i is the dominant one mm-hmm. you know but what uh-huh. about what about the s children so your s children those are the ones that they they're your helpers so they're the ones you want to let them know that you need their help so if you can word things like you know sweetheart can you help me i need your help carrying this or i need your help putting away your laundry or, you know, that kind of thing and make sure that they understand or you, you reiterate to them that, you know, they can do it. You know, of course it's going to be age specific, how you word things, but basically let them know that, you know, that they have what it takes to succeed. You know, I know you can do this. You know, you're, you're such a smart child. I, I understand that you, you can do this simple Simon, you know, or mm-hmm. however you want to word it, Right. but let them know that, you know, that they can do whatever it is that they, you've asked them to help with, but okay. they like to be helpers. Yeah. And then your, your C children, they like to research, analyze and ask questions. So, you know, your younger children you could maybe do a game that has questions like, um, you know, I spy something blue, you know, and then they can ask questions to figure out what it is that you see that's blue or, you know, your older children, you can have them do some kind of research or, you know, look up something. So for my little guy, my five-year-old, he is a dinosaur fanatic And so I could just have him look up anything dinosaur and he would be a happy camper for quite some time, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but find something within their interest and have them do research on it. And that would make your sea child just extremely happy. So then, I mean, based on what you're saying, then it's, it's important for us as parents then to go through this process and find out which element or which which identifier best suits our children so we know then better how to deal with them um, as they're going through their life and, and dealing with certain things. Because mm-hmm. I'm for me, I mean, yes, I would have started to do a couple of those things in terms of like the cuddle time and stuff that I would have mentioned. But then now seeing that my child definitely seems to be an IS, um, she has a little bit of the C as well, mm-hmm. which is, you know, um, mm-hmm. but now, based on what you have said, it helps me to better in my mind understand what I may need to do to help her through certain scenarios or certain circumstances because she is indeed a helper. And I don't even have to ask for help. Mm-hmm. If I am in the kitchen baking cookies or doing fritters or something she immediately finds me. i don't know how she knows sometimes <laughs> where i'm at and what i'm doing so then she's like hey mom can i help you and she brings a chair and she's up and she's like can i pour in the flour or can i do this and you know sometimes the little hands are going a little faster than i would like and they're flowing right. on the floor and those kind of things but she enjoys <laughs> it she enjoys it you know and like when there are days where, for example, if she decided that she wanted to throw, throw a tantrum or something, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I'm like, well, if you're going to behave like this, when I'm going to do cookies or when I'm going to do something in the garden or something like that, she, I would say, well, I won't have my little helper with me because my little helper is not listening right now. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, 
I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen because I want to come and help you. I'm your little helper, you know? Right, right. I think that that's so interesting now in terms of knowing how I would better be able to help in terms of discipline um, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. in terms of encouraging her and helping her find her her place because I realized that most of the time when she does those things where she goes and finds something to tear up or throws away something that is important or just goes and floods the bathroom, which has happened a couple of mm-hmm. times, you know, I know that it is where she's not getting that sociable element now. So it helps me to better understand that in a sense, you know, so I think that's pretty cool. And I, I think right. it's definitely something that all parents should do in terms of doing this, this dispersonality assessment and, mm-hmm. and getting a better understanding of how to deal with your children. Cause especially now, like you mentioned, being closed up, it could be difficult and it could be stressful. And sometimes when we are stressed, you know, we might raise our voices a little bit more than we wanted to, but if we understand better how to deal with the children, it, it might help to pacify the whole situation. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is helpful to understand how we work too. Yeah. You know, I'm, we have, I am an IS, like I mentioned, but my husband, he is, he's a trifecta. He's a CDI. Wow. Or CDS. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's a CDS. Yes. Okay. So, you know, he's very by the book and he's also very driven and decisive. Okay. So, and it's funny because I hear him talk about work and, and he, his guys get mad at him because he's telling them how to do their job. (laughs) And I'm just thinking, well, that's you, honey. That's what you do. (laughs) (laughs) That's your personality type. (laughs) Right. So it's also helpful to understand how we react to to others. And yeah. so for example, my my son had done something one time and you know, again, he's he's I believe in the IS and my husband scolded him and said, "Why did you do that?" And oh my gosh, he was crushed. Okay. He was absolutely crushed. And so we have to learn how to communicate with the other, you know, the other personalities and so that we don't crush them, but we encourage them and bring out the things that make them unique and special, you know, bring out their giftedness, which is, you know, if nurtured, they can really come into their own when they're, as they grow, it really will empower them. Yeah, because I think even like what you said, I think I'm more of a DS where I am driven. I do like to do certain things. And I, I like you said, in terms of like when your husband would have scolded um, scolded your son, I know there would have been times with my daughter where I might, the sternness of my tone just made her mm-hmm. face fall. You yes. Know? Yes. Um, and I know that, that there are certain times where for me, it's like, I get so frustrated sometimes where you're, you're trying to do something and then she goes and does something that, you know, I mean, yes, you have to bear her, her age into consideration, but then when she does something, whereas like I had all of these papers on my desk that are 
totally fixed, totally neat, tidy. <laughs> and then she just runs in and knocks everything off the table for no reason other than basically to get attention now. And it's like, why didn't you do that? I mean, I spent all morning sorting, fixing and stuff. And mm-hmm. then you, you look up at those that little face and it's like, <laughs> sorry. And you're like, ah. You know, and I remember there was a time where I was like, you know what? I'm too frustrated. I'm too upset. I don't want to say anything. So I'm I'm just going out here by myself. Mm-hmm. And I I was going to go outside. And I can't remember. I think my husband then did something too. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going outside. I'm going for a run. I am going outside. And <laughs> I remember she was like, Mommy, come back. Mommy, come back. Don't run away. You know? Right, right. And I'm like, why is she panicking? I'm just going for a run to come back. But it seems like in her own little mind, it was like, oh, dear, I just upset mommy and mommy's going to run along and leave me. You know, right. and I was like, really? You know, so now understanding mm-hmm. her traits a little better, you know, I would know, OK, obviously not to do that again or say, well, I'm going for a run and come back and make sure that the and come back part is emphasized mm-hmm. so that she knows. Because I just said, I'm going for a run, you know. Right. You know, and, and in her little mind, her little world that was already topsy-turvy because of COVID and everything, she thought right. her, her mommy was about to run away. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> you know, so I, I guess that definitely helps in terms of, you know, minding how it is that I would say certain things, um, the tone in which I might use, um, because I do want to be able to hone in on her creativity, like the storytelling. For all I know, she could be on a TED Talk stage somewhere telling a story, right. you know, if I continue to nurture to nurture that and encourage her to tell the stories and refrain. Because I, I will be honest with you, there have been moments where I'm like, I did want to say, I don't want to hear this story again. Right. You know? <laughs> but I had to be, just be holding it back and like, okay, just listen. Just listen. <laughs> right, right. You know? So I, I guess it's so important to know these things and to really, like you said, identify them and then connect with with them and in, and help to enhance their own personalities, but also understanding our own personalities and how what we do, what we say and how we say can affect our little ones. Right, right. Absolutely. I do want to thank you so much, Barb, for for being able to come to us to explain about the DISC personality method. We'll have your information in the show notes so that persons listening will be able to reach out to you and Stepping Stone Consulting to find out more about this John Maxwell method, um, this John Maxwell method that, that you're using to apply to be able to identify our children's gift and how we can better understand how we can deal with them. So I want to thank you for taking the time to do that with us today. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Hopefully somebody learned something that will help them and be able to tap into their child's giftedness and and help them become all that they can be. For sure. So thanks for joining us again. And remember that you all can reach out to me on Instagram, Karina Darnell. You can also check out my website, www.karinadarnell.com. And you can also find me on Facebook. I am Karina Darnell. And remember to check the show notes so that you can reach out to Barb as well and Stepping Stone Consulting to be able to get some more information about the John Maxwell DISC method. And 
Be sure to tune in with me next week and subscribe and tell your friends. So thanks again for joining us until next week.